0: It is going to by Central African Time. At the time of the evening, I'm very welcome. I'm uh, going to his segment A uh, Drive-In with Anwar. Anwar, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell us, how are you doing this beautiful uh, Tuesday evening?
1: Wa alaikum <laughs> shalom wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, brother Shafar. Beautiful, very beautiful. Cool, nice, easy, rainy, I would say, or drizzle weather. Alhamdulillah, very, very well.
0: Well, as you see, uh, the, uh, you know, different types of scenarios going around us and uh, the focus is in the Middle East. Uh, What's going through your mind uh, this evening, Anwar?
1: A lot of frustration, I would say, uh, Brother Shafak, really. You know, uh, social media seems to bring or paint a brighter picture of exactly what's happening in Palestine at the present moment. Unfortunately, the BBC, the CNN or the worldwide media is portraying a totally different effect. And once again, we have, I think we have seen that in the apartheid era in South Africa firsthand, and we have actually witnessed it exactly the same scenario at the present moment with the ANC government. So likewise, you know, everything is portrayed for the benefit of a certain country or individual, as I would put it. I mean, if you look at Benjamin Netanyahu, like right, he was to be overthrown, and here he goes. He's actually chasing a land, you know, and that's the sad and ironical part. Here we have Palestinians that embraced them, took them in from 1948. That is where the uprising started, and now they're engulfing and basically want to chew off these people's land, which is totally unfair and selfish. But the fact of the matter, you know, the loss of human lives, be it children, be it the elderly, be it the normal, the fact is there is absolutely no reason for it. And one would have to think, You know, because of the uh, population explosion that's been taking place in the last few years, you know, uh, we we tried the COVID, which we all know was actually man-manufactured, you know, and America obviously had a big hand in that. And now you find that the masses, if you look at America, you look at Russia, you look at China, you look at all the first-power countries, you know, the world's actually advanced in nuclear weaponry, you know, seems to be fighting with each other. So it seems like a 3rd world wise inevitable. Uh, they need to cull the population fairly enough because there will be a problem in the next 50-odd years for drinking water and oxygen as such, you know. So it's, we're living in a very crucial, disappointing time, I would say, where humanity has lost its value and lost its faith. And we seem to be aiding and embedding the criminals in our personal
0: mind and capacity. Now, you know, in your workshop, you get a lot of your non-Muslim friends coming to you. And let's be honest, most of them, uh, you know, uh, have an allegiance towards Israel, especially if they're church-going. How do you uh, chuckle and how do you answer and how do you bring up these issues with them, what and, uh, and try and convince them uh, to the contrary?
1: You know, really speaking, it's not much of convincing because generally they open the topic. And I mean, nobody really possesses friends that is evil or demonic as such. And people can actually, you know, bear witness. I mean, alhamdulillah, I think humanity itself was given the ability to think because of a brain. And we, unlike insects in the animal kingdom that has been gifted with knowledge only, you know, so a lot of people that come to me actually speak in Belshapat, we have this conversation very frequently every single day since the uprising of this so called war. You know, and you, you find that nobody's really with Israel, irrespective of the religion. I mean, if you look at the in house fighting that Israel has at the present moment, you know, I mean, just the other day, I think it was Mufti Menko, somebody that I've listened to a, a lecture and he said it is illegal to actually do blood tests in that country because they will find that the roots actually are not from the original Israeli Jews, from the country itself. They're from all different parts of the world. You know, you'll be thrown into jail if you actually do the blood or paternity test, I would say. You know, so things like that, you know, the to hoodwink the West. I mean, we all know it's a brainchild of America, and America obviously will have its stake thinking that if you look at the napkin president that they have, Biden itself, you know, man kind of talks, kind walk, he actually knows absolutely no direction whatsoever. And here he is funding hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to a war that is, you know, 2.3 million people situated in a 144-kilometer scenario. Now that he's totally selfish, you know. So, you got Putin, obviously, he's sending aids to them on the other side. You have our Islamic countries as voicing opinion and doing absolutely nothing on the other side. So, when it comes to the personal opinions of friends, families, and people, you know, acquaintances, I would put it, you know, they all are for Palestine, be it irrespective of religion, race, you know, the whole, I have yet to meet a person personally who's actually siding with the Israelis. Yes, a deep breath there, Anwar. And
0: I think about NBS has, has admitted that his mother is Jewish, and also CC claiming to have Jewish blood. So, you know, the whole of the uh, uh, Arabian Peninsula has been diluted. But uh, moving on, Anwar, uh, let's look at Ford Everest XLT, a worthy competitor for the Toyota Fortuna. What's the story there, What?
1: You know this idea for the Toyota, the SUV, the competition between the two markets has been relevant and has been ongoing for a while. Fortunately, I will say the sales of Toyota has surpassed the sales of the Ford SUV, the Everest. But now with the XLT, people are tend to look at the XLT much much closer. It's a very leg roomy seven seater SUV. Uh, It has like Ford. I remember when they first introduced Ford to pick up the market and uh, actually create. The market shares, you know, in South Africa, and they came with some beautiful package deals. If you look at the XLT itself, you know, it comes with 10-speed auto gearbox, 2-liter bi-turbo diesel vehicle, 154 kilowatts, which is ample power of torque, I would say. Uh, the warranty is beautiful on this vehicle. 120,000 warranty, five-year corrosion on this vehicle, and also four years unlimited roadside assistance. Now, if you look at the tempting part of it, not leaving aside the interior that is semi-leather. Obviously, it has, uh, you know, uh, full eight-way uh, front seats that can actually extend. So there is so many wonderful things about the XLT. But I suppose when it comes to branding, it's a personal choice, and people, have, so for some reason. You know, because we live in theater country, I would say uh, you find that, you know, people tend to trust that said vehicle itself. And you don't tend to move very far from the said vehicle. And because of the abundance of Toyota, a person driving a Corolla or whatever, most of you are looking to an SUV, because maybe because of trading purposes or maybe because of reliability purposes. You know, because also people also consider the fact of accessibility when it comes to spares of the said vehicle. But Alhamdulillah, you know, uh, Ford, I would say, is not doing very far back. If you look at the Ford Ranger, when it came to the marketing aspects and the values of it, it reached top 10, one of the best-selling vehicles, uh, you know. So uh, I think Ford Everest is doing exceptional. Well, actually, the new product out there looks beautiful, and it's something that I wouldn't mind driving because I'm an actual keen or ever driver of a 4x4.
0: Now, good. Uh, and also, we move on to Air Free Forum. And uh, they continue to fight uh, to have driver's license uh, renewal scrapped are you with them, Anger? I'm sure many are with the F.E. Forum on that.
1: I, I, you know, the funny part is in, in this country, I think we all know that our voice and our opinions doesn't really count. F.E. Forum actually took these guys to high court and it was dismissed. And, you know, there's a, there's a part about the dismissal that I find, I find very ironical. Apparently, this this uh, legislation was passed on the 28th of February, 1998. And According to the law of South Africa, if you're not happy with any legislation that's passed, you have 180 days to revoke or to actually bring about a cause in the high court or in any court to disrupt or actually find why that is not being fit in our legislation. Now, with that being said, uh, it was actually dismissed in high court because of the, exactly what I told you, because they waited an average of 20 years and obviously the magistrate or the prosecutor told these guys, he says, you know what? You only had 180 days. Now you come up 20 years and you cannot change your legislation to suit your personal needs. Now I know why they want to actually scrap it because this year goes to all the money hungry mongers. I would say in the, in the government department, I think are all aware of it. Uh, now only I think in the last year, You know, they decide to use the quota system where the points, the 12 points would be given, which the cops are not even breathed well about it, you know. So there is a lot that I'm not with when it comes to this card license because anything that the government introduces, it's more for monetary gain. It's not for personal gain. And even the card system, they're talking about a new type of card system that will be, you know, totally different from the ones that we have. I have no idea how relevant that would actually be. Something about a chip being in there, whatever the case may be, that hasn't been introduced. So yes, I am with, the uh, Forum on this year also, but though. she thought exactly the same applies to the gun license renewal. Everything so seems to be a money spinner in a country. It seems like if you, you know, that, uh, every way our government could gain. I mean, if one had to look at the economics of the country, we owe over four trillion and our monthly installment that's minus the actual loan, That we have borrowed from the other world banks is 29 billion a month. So in other words, our country or our government needs to pay 29 billion every month for interest of the 4 trillion that he has borrowed already. So this is the way he gets it. So obviously anything to suppress the society or the layman out there, the government will actually work just to get a benefit or the monthly value out of it.
0: Mercedes-Benz uh, are preparing the next generation G-Class for 2024 debut. What's that all about, Anwar?
1: No, I think we all know, I wouldn't really say it's affordable vehicle to the common layman, but I think it's everyone, or every kid's so or teenage dream. To have the said vehicle, I, I think I, for one, will love the vehicle because knowing that we live in a prime-ridden South Africa, that the beauty of this vehicle, it can withstand certain caliber bullets because it comes bulletproof also, or semi-bulletproof. So, alhamdulillah, beautiful vehicle. I think that's what actually brought, brought this into the market. That is the reason we find most of the MPs or government dignitaries actually buying these vehicles. Now, if you look at the new uh, G-class that's coming out, that will only be unveiled in 2024, it's actually called the eqg you know and uh the series is actually the w464 and pre- prior to that was a w463 a very very beautiful vehicle i would say some of the differences compared to the 463 on this vehicle was a kinetic suspension using electro uh hydraulic flow valves meaning that this year you can actually use it as a 4 by 4 You can use it off-roading or the normal road itself. It improves body control. So, Alhamdulillah, very, very beautiful. The chassis design is excellent. Four-liter bi-turbo V8 with a 500-kilowatt motor itself. So, the good part about this vehicle, it comes in uh, hybrid also, this hybrid assistant. So, oh, I, I would also say, like, you know, it's something of a dream to many of us. who can't really afford it. Alhamdulillah, very, very beautiful vehicle itself.
0: Yes, and we we'll also look at that FNB. They b the uh, price of vehicle license disc renewal to ninety-nine rand. Uh, but uh, that is more for those that are uh, clients of this bank and uh, so forth. But what's your views on going to these, uh, you know, major supermarkets and getting your license uh, renewed? Uh, some will say, okay, it saves you uh, standing in the queue. It also saves you maybe, uh, you know, fuel and so forth and delays and all that. What's your thoughts on this, Anwar?
1: You know, really speaking, you know, I personally, like many, many people I speak to, I have a guy that actually WhatsApp things to, and he gets his sorted with a nominal fee. He does the queuing, he does the payment, he does everything. He comes, delivers to me, and right at my door, stay, alhamdulillah, and I pay him his nominal fee, what he asks for, and it's done. So I save the hassles of the queues. Now, I mean, if you really think about the selfishness once again of the motor vehicle department itself, you know, they should have employed, or basically, if you look at and FND has something to the tune of 942,000 vehicles registered on the database. 942,000 on FND app itself. We'll tell you the amount of vehicles South Africa has. You know, I mean, the, the, why, why is the government so selfish? Why is it not employing more, you know, or putting more stringent things out there so people don't really need to wait in queues? Why do we have to pay an extra 99 grand? I mean, fair enough, it generates, uh, it saves you time, it saves you fuel, as you've mentioned it. But do do we not think it is the government's responsibility to make it easy? Because every time he prints a document in the licensing department, I think it costs you about 60 bucks a hit. Now, it's his responsibility to do something like this. It's not FNB, it's not Pick and Pay, it's not all these other um, major corporate companies, I would say, because now you're spending more money, especially in the time of the economy being so low. You know, but alhamdulillah, you know, uh, considering that the price was much over 250 yen when this app was first introduced, it dropped to 99 rand. And if you have more than one said vehicle and they call it in the same basket, for every vehicle they after they charge you 49 rand. So alhamdulillah, you know, I, I suppose you are just forced, we might not agree with a lot of things and we find that it is reasonable, but the fact of the matter is we are just somehow forced to uh, adapt and do all these stringent measures just to save us time and money because we know how incompetent all the government departments are, Brother Shafan.
0: So in other words, if you have two vehicles where you're registering for the second vehicle, your fees will be 49 rand on processor, and what? Right?
1: Yes, the first vehicle, if you are registering three vehicles at exactly the same time, the first will be 99 rands, the second and third will be 49 rand each day after. So it makes it quite reasonable, I suppose, more for delivery charges because that is including delivery charges. So it's not really a bad uh, uh, system itself, but obviously you've got to download the app, and thereafter you can actually apply for this.
0: Okay, uh, is that only F&B? No, no, no other branches, no?
1: There are other banks because I remember even FNB. and b ID system that actually came about, I think it was f and also, but the problem is they're not actually mentioning the branch, But once you download the app itself, I suppose it becomes a universal type of thing. So anybody. But then again, you need to consider. You know, we we're trying to save money, and yeah, it costs you ninety then if you're one vehicle owner and time. And if you do not have an F and B account as such, yeah, you find yourself you transferring or you open new accounts. It becomes a costly affair also mm-hmm. at the same time. You know, so I can't say it's a win win situation. Those who have an f account, obviously it's a win situation for them. They are partnering with some money, you know, but those who do not have it and want to make their life a little easier because of an incompetent government, you know, you find that they will actually go sit into a bank and redo the application. You can actually do it online, though, but obviously you have to move things across there as such, because if you look at the bank charges alone, it's enormous. Every single month, my son's got an F&D account. And no matter how he uses his account, a fixed fee of, I think, 349 rands comes out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And they put funny odd things into the FNB account, something about movie tickets which my son has never used. I don't have any clue what they have done. And my poor son, when he opened his account a few years ago, he they, they just threw all the package things into it, something about insurance or something about business. I didn't even go through it and for ever. I'm telling my son, please go to FNB and cancel all this. Account. I don't even know what it is. So if you look at the charges that these banks are and for every transaction that you do, if you do a pay and P, it's like 50 reais, depending on the amount, you know. So they still gain the money. I mean, we all know that all banks are actually uh, uh, being charge of the uh, Lloyds of London itself, you know, because they, they're the only ones who can hold that vast amount of uh, cash flow. And you find that banks will never lose money. But now, obviously, with the interest rate and everything, you know, you find that the banks are the biggest money spinners or money launders, I would say, in a very legal term in South Africa. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's uh, finish up on a fast note.
0: Ferrari nudges up to 2023 forecast after a power third quarter. Talk about us. Uh, talk to us about that Ferrari uh, nudging up and what?
1: You know, if you look at the first quarter, if you, I mean, every uh, corporate company or even a small company, if you want to run your business effectively and efficiently, you are bound to actually forecast. And here we have Ferrari that actually forecast for the year in the third quarter. They actually forecast, I think it was something to the tune of 43.5 uh, billion. And they actually reached the target of 44 billion rands. And it's quite an enormous figure, obviously. And the vehicles that actually put them on the global market was the hybrid Ferrari 296 and the SF90. So, you know, it tells you what a tight ship they run there because, I mean, unlike any other company, they were off by half a billion vans. I mean, half a billion considering the, the amount we are, uh, we are talking about. It's really a good projection if you look at Ferrari. And the shares just by this year alone went up by 3.6%. You know, it actually beats the estimate or the estimation or the forecast that they were actually relying on. So, Alhamdulillah, you know, Ferrari, once again, out of our league, just like the the Mercedes itself. Alhamdulillah, beautiful vehicle to actually buy and look at.
0: Well, I know you're going to buy one Mustang for you and the other one for me. I'm waiting for that, Anwar. It's going to happen. I know you're going to make it happen and we'll announce it on air. Anwar, like an great day. chat with your baby. Uh, one more topic we'll do. We uh, we'll go to the Jimny. You know, see a lot of our friends got these uh, Jimneys, and now there's a new five-door Jimny. And uh, you got the cost. What uh, it cost for uh, the South Africans to buy a, a five-door Jimny? I'm um, no? uh,
1: yeah. I don't know. If you, I was going to buy one, a brand new one for my daughter when it was first introduced in the market. Uh, I was in a mall and I see this beautiful, small, dainty little vehicle. And I thought it was the ideal vehicle of the 1980. And it actually was introduced at uh, uh, 299,000 rands, I remember. You know, now you find that Jimmy's is obviously upgraded, you know, from a 59 uh, liter boot space. It's got a 209 liter boot space. The fold, it has a 50-50% uh, seat that actually folds all the way around. Uh, they stretch the wheelbase by 340 millimeters, which allows you the excessive boot space itself. And uh, introducing to the market the 1.5 GL itself is from 429,000 rands right to 479,000 for the automatic 1.9 GLX. So very, very really remarkable, beautiful vehicle in many countries that has taken the best 4x4 or offloading vehicles. And it's actually beat quite a few. I mean, I drive a Wrangler itself. Alhamdulillah, the journey comes in and it actually surpassed most of the 4x4 vehicles itself because of the liability and because of the handling on all different terrains itself. So once again, very, very nice vehicle. I actually admired, I was very keen, I loved the shape of the vehicle. You know, I, I found it was a very simple or simplified uh, vehicle that happened to be a 4x4 that gives you all the trim and all the luxury that you expect out of a vehicle.
0: Well, and with your 4x4, we had a Gremlin coming through, but your Wrangler, hey, it he climbed the airwaves and we were there. You did a brilliantly as usual. And uh, you know what? I got a whole uh, box of nibs for you for delivering at optimum. You're
1: parting words uh, this evening? No, alhamdulillah, no, very quickly, uh, my brother had an episode, Brother Shafat, uh, and unfortunately he had a leg amputated a lower part of his leg. And you know what I come to think is the the, the, the relevance of a mother itself because, you know, the the, the duty the mother has, I think, before, you know, we all are parents and you find that, you know, the mother tends to go the extra miles. The father would, obviously, yes, But, you know, I I think my closing statement will be very, very simple. Those of you who have mothers, appreciate them while they are living, And those of you uh, who have mothers that have passed, unfortunately, make a lot of dua for them. Because if it wasn't for their sole purpose, they actually define who you are in this dunya. And their dua means everything in this dunya. So please, all of those listeners out there, you know, pay very, very careful attention to your mother. Because she is the lead. She is the light of your life and your entirety in this dunya, rest solely on her. That's Anwar. Ma ki dua, jannat ki hawa. Beautiful
0: indeed, Anwar. You have a, a beautiful evening ahead. I will talk to you soon. alaikum wa, wa rahmatullahi Wa wa rahmatullahi wa
1: barakatuh